0: You are listening to the Post Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 127 covering lessons and the chase. Hello, friend, and by friend Hi. I mean Matt, because there's no guest for a change.
1: Hi, friend.
0: It's a little weird.
1: Right? We've seems had somebody kind of em- here. It for- seems empty in here somehow. Yeah, in the room we record in.
0: Yes, the same room. What well, we we'll be doing that next weekend? <laughs> yes, we will. I would like to. Uh, no, I wouldn't. I was going to say I'd like to record MST3K style in the front row <laughs> and just do a running commentary of of the second Star Trek movie. But we won't do that.
1: I love the idea of the two of us sitting together and then a crow robot.
0: Right, puppet. Well, crow crow T
1: robot puppet.
0: Right? The the T stands for the. Yes. We have a rough task ahead of us this week because both of these episodes were really, really good. Yeah, they were. And as we have stated before, it's hard for us to do our job to make jokes.
1: And both for <laughs> very different reasons, too. Yes. You know, well, a very emotional episode versus a very sci-fi episode.
0: Sci-fi action-packed as well. Yeah, exactly. Whereas the first one, there's almost no action whatsoever. Uh-huh. And, the, I mean, the one the one sort of unifying factor is that they're both Picard episodes. Yes. So there's that. Which mm-hmm. are always the best ones. Uh, one thing I should say on the record now, in case I forget during the um, discussion, I was totally wrong about season six. When yeah, I said the it, show was a bell curve where it got good in the middle and bad again, uh, season six is probably the strongest one.
1: Yeah, no, this so, is. There's been some amazing episodes this year.
0: There hasn't really. Only Aquiel and Realm of Fear have been yeah. the really, really bad ones.
1: Yeah, but they were oh, and, really, really bad. So and
0: Man of the People. Uh, okay, yeah. there's been a few.
1: The season's not perfect, but by far there's been more good episodes than bad.
0: And as I recall, next week's are both good, too. But
1: what do uh, we have next week?
0: Uh, uh,
1: Riker, go, Riker in the Insane Asylum and... Yeah,
0: we're almost done with season six. I don't yeah, remember we are. off the top of my head. But good stuff. Anyway, Matt. Mm-hmm. Hi. Talk about lessons.
1: All right. So it's 3 a.m. and JLP's got the jimmy legs, so he goes up to the bridge to get some work done, only to find out that those jerks down in Stellar Cartography stole all the goddamn ship's power. Well, Picard's not standing for that shit. He heads down to there to see what's up, and falls head over heels in love with the unfortunately named Commander Nella Darren. Nella's a, let's go with slightly older woman, with some sort of accent, who shares Picard's interests in music, tea, and other boring things. They pursue a relationship that actually seems to be working out pretty well until, to my surprise, a planet literally catches on fire and the Enterprise has to go help. Vindicated, IT! It turns out that this is a fire that only stellar cartography can extinguish, so down goes Darren to her inevitable tragic death. Oh, except that she lives, resulting in a far more horrible ending, where Picard and Nella realize that he can't function as captain if she's in danger. So they amicably split up and I cry like Al hearing a flute solo.
0: Well, let's be fair. There were flute solos in this and flute duets.
1: There was many a flute solo in this episode.
0: Yeah. Oh, boy. This was hard. This, this was, a, was very difficult. Yeah.
1: It was a great goddamn episode.
0: No, I mean, it was difficult for me to go go through without crying like a baby.
1: Well, yes. No, I understand that. I, I, is, I realize that even looking at a flute can can bring you to tears now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I went to a, a music store recently, and I, you know, I walked through the tuba section and I the violin section, and then I just collapsed to my knees, weeping mm-hmm. when I get to any woodwind, not just the yeah. flute. Is it a woodwind? I bet it's not. You I bet down, I don't care.
1: You broke down just walking past some uh, some reeds.
0: <laughs> I broke down at Lowe's, walking by the plumbing section. The pipes just reminded me too much of it. <laughs> the the thing is, this episode, well let's uh let's talk about good things and bad things in fact why don't we just play your quote here because that that leads into what we're just talking about here do you remember the folk melody
2: that i played to you this morning yes yeah i learned it on a planet called katan never heard of it no i'm not surprised its sun went nova more than a thousand years ago I, i don't understand The Enterprise encountered a probe that had been sent from the planet before it was destroyed. And it scanned me, and I lost consciousness. And... uh, In the space of 25 minutes, I lived a lifetime on that planet. I had a wife and, and children and a grandchild. And it was absolutely real to me. And when I woke, all that I had left of that life was the flute that I taught myself to play.
0: And... Uh. In fact, I'm going to to do a thing that I rarely do, and I'm going to choose my own quote. Ah. Which they both tie together. Mm-hmm.
2: Which is this. What kind of a flute is that? It's, uh... Resican. I've never seen one before. They're not made anymore. Have you been playing long? Um, yes, yeah, a long
0: time. And that's the thing he says to her before he's finally confident enough to, uh you know, comfortable enough to tell her Yeah. what was in Matt's quote. It's just, it's, that's the nice undercurrent of this. It's actually a continuation of the inner light yeah it's actually it picks up those threads we never mention it again we haven't mentioned it since and we never mentioned again but here at least they pick up on some of those threads it's a new story so it's not really a sequel but it, they they talk about what happened there and how it mm-hmm. affected him and it's fantastic
1: Yeah, it's, it's like we talked about when we were doing the inner light like how this okay. how this never comes up again except right. it does here and it really works to like it really the story really benefits from it
0: Yes, absolutely. It and gives not, just something... in
1: the, not just how they bond over music, although that's a part of it. Right. But, like, just, you know, it, just Picard, like, revealing this huge part of himself that I don't know if he's ever talked to to anyone about.
2: Well,
0: and that's the thing is I thought he told Troy, but I don't know that he did because yeah. it wasn't one of those millions of episodes that ends with someone going through something bad and it fades out talking to Troy. Mm-hmm. It, fades out, um, it fades out with something else.
1: Something horrible?
0: No, not horrible. Wonderful. That's why it's sad.
1: (laughs) I don't cry at horrible things. Oh, that's why you cry? I just thought you hated flutes.
0: (laughs) No, I love flutes. That's the problem. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um,
1: So, let's talk about Commander Nella Darren.
0: You don't like the name Nella for some reason. I don't like
1: the name Nella.
0: I don't really get that. It's a
1: weird name.
0: She's a wafer. She's a Nella wafer.
1: Delicious Nella wafers.
0: Yes. All right. What would you like to say about her? I,
1: they could have done this character so very badly, and they yes, just they nail her. Um, so did Picard. Well, yes. There's a couple of segments in it where um, where uh, she goes to talk to Riker about uh, expanding her duty roster. She wants some dude from one of the other departments, and he doesn't want to give, her, give it right. to her. And... Riker starts getting uncomfortable about her asking him for stuff and, her, and him having to tell her no. Right. But she never actually goes over his head and talks to like tries to convince Picard to do it to no, do her and- like a favor or something. And if she had, it would have ruined the character.
0: Yeah. No. She maintains that professionalism the whole time, and so does Picard. Mm. But on the other hand, she was always like that anyway. Yeah. She was always this very forceful. I think that's why Picard sort of falls for her when he goes down to stellar cartography because they, they keep stealing resources. Yeah. He um, he goes down and she's like, shut up, close the door. And she realizes it's the captain and she backs off a little. Yeah. But she's totally like uh, getting uh, – I don't know how to say it without making her sound like a jerk and she's not. No. Not getting in his face. She's um Very forceful. forceful. Yeah. She, she reminds me of my wife very much so. <laughs> <laughs> she wants a thing. She goes and tells a person she wants a thing instead of working, Kick the damn know. door open. She has no passive aggression whatsoever. Just nope. aggressive aggression. Yep. The best kind of aggression. Yes. But she's not a jerk either.
1: No, not at it's all. It's
0: a weird line, like you say, and they get it right. And the actress they get is fantastic as well. Yeah. And she's the right age. I'm not yep. sure what you meant in your, um, in your summary about... Uh, slightly older woman
1: that, i actually meant what i said she's a slightly older looking woman
0: oh okay i don't know you said it with that way that was like uh-oh do you really uh, I was think she's to, like i was trying ancient? to go for
1: the joke there but uh well
0: right i wasn't picking up on the joke is what i'm saying
1: yeah oh whatever
0: were you joking that she's ancient or were you joking no. that she was young it's not a joke if you just say what it is <laughs> that's just a fact
1: look this was hard to write okay
0: yes leave me I alone know. so was mine i'm leaving You can't leave, then I'll have nobody. (laughs) The guest's already left. (laughs) And my wife is still sleeping. There's no... I guess I could get the dog on, because it was the dog. What did you think,
1: Checkers? Yeah, she liked it.
0: It was the dog.
1: It was the dog.
0: So that's seven episodes in a row now we've said that. (laughs) Yep. And, of course, Exocomp. Um... But yeah, she she actually looks a little like Beverly, like not a ton, but there's no, but a little bit of they're, resemblance. They're,
1: there's a scene with the two of them, and you can definitely see or like a similarity yeah. there, mostly in their sort of jaws.
0: Yeah, no, let's. Uh, well, the shape of their face. You, you said Bever has a skull-shaped face. <laughs> she does. T- don't we Which, all, really? I
1: mean, I guess we all do, but hers is a very distinctly skull-shaped face. No,
0: she's got the high cheekbones, and she's got the, the, the jaw. Like, you can totally see the shape of her skull there. I see what you mean. And it's not even unattractive. No. Makes she, you realize just how much you like skulls.
1: She's Skeletor.
0: She's she's the hot Skeletor.
1: Yes, hot or at Skeletor. Or least, nah. least
0: MILF Skeletor.
1: I love you, He-Man.
0: <laughs> you do do a great Skeletor.
1: Let's make out! <laughs> With tongues!
0: I don't have one!
1: Uh, That's what well, Skeletor sounds like when he makes out.
0: We were worried we wouldn't be able to find jokes for this episode, but Skeletor making out.
1: We were fools! <laughs> like Beast Man.
0: <laughs> you fool! <laughs>
1: Going they, to learn they look the true similar. meaning of Christmas.
0: They look similar, and... They play up that stupid Beverly's got a thing for Picard thing, which is basically just come out from out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, we talked about this. They, it, it something that, that feels like they they were setting up way Wait, was in back pilot. in season one. Yeah, but then they never do anything with it. So I think on the
0: they probably lost their momentum when she left for season two, and they never picked it back. Yeah. up. Yeah,
1: but it's weird because whenever they come back to it now, it just seems like there's no reason for it.
0: No, it felt tacked on, and while yeah. I understand. The captain's got a girlfriend, and you know somebody feels weird about it. Mm-hmm. It's still—I don't know. I mean, if Riker, can, Riker, and Troy can do that, yeah, Picard and Bever should be able to do that as well.
1: I mean, you would think. You would think. Then again, um, you know, Picard or uh, Riker and Troy are two very different types of people. You know, that's
0: that's a good point.
1: Like they both—they ha- both have very active sex lives.
0: Well, yes.
1: Whereas I, mean, I don't think Picard certainly doesn't.
0: Well, not with the crew, anyway. He, no. he has sex when he gets off the ship.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like neither he or nor Bever, you know, they don't have relationships nearly. Well,
0: as we don't often know what as... they get up to.
1: No, but I mean, like Riker and and Troy have episodes based around that sort of thing. Troy has one every every other episode.
0: Yeah, at the drop of any hat. Yes, although we haven't in quite a while, I gotta say.
1: I guess that, no, that's true.
0: And Riker, we know what Riker's deal is.
1: Yes. Everyone knows what Riker's deal is. Yes. That lieutenant he walked past in this episode certainly did.
0: <laughs> also, to those of you who have sent us the Riker puts his leg up weird video, we we appreciate that. Yes, thank you. I find it, and I, and I truly mean that. I don't mean stop sending it to us, you're annoying us. But no. it is funny to me that I think I received it seven or eight times. It's,
1: it's, it's great. It's weird when you, when you start doing a show like this. And we're the go-to Star Trek guys. Yeah, we're the Star Trek guys now.
0: Yep, I love that. Uh huh. I and you know if people. When sent I was it a child, me,
1: I always hoped that someday
0: you'd be the Star Trek guy.
1: I'd be the Star Trek guy.
0: Yeah, you got to share the title with me, but yeah, you you're totally the Star Trek.
1: Well, guy. I'm half a Star Trek guy.
0: No, we're both the Star Trek guys. We're like All the right. uh, the what is it? The car guys.
2: I Except hate the better. Car guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. So you've pretty much said your good thing. I have. Which is Commander Darren. So uh, yep. What about your bad thing?
1: Fucking stellar cartography. Seriously, guys, you need everything. You jerks. That's what,
0: that's what they're out there for. They're actually looking at stuff. They're not putting out a fire.
1: Gotta shut down the captain's fucking tea.
0: Well, that's when he has enough. It's a nice little simple comedic progression where he's yep. like trying to do something and no good, trying to do something else. And then they then it's his tea. Oh, no, I've had enough of this.
1: Your tea Storm is unavailable due to, yes, I know, stellar cartography. Stellar cart- right. All uh, right, let's see what they're up to down there. That's so bloody important, I can't have my damn tea at three in the goddamn morning. <laughs> Kicks the door open. Picard's here, motherfucker! I he wants he his would... damn tea!
0: I don't... First of all, how would you kick down a door like that?
1: I think he... I think it would be awesome to watch.
0: All right. I had... I had follow-ups, but... Yeah. <laughs>
1: There's a lot of problems with what you just said, Matt.
0: One sentence, and yet... <laughs> so many problems. So many issues. I... I also think that uh, it's a bit of a cop out that you had a joke bad thing, but. Uh, I couldn't but all think of
1: along. any bad things. Like, no, there's no bad things. It's such a great episode.
0: I'm going to actually. I have two now, because mm-hmm. I thought of another one. All right. The first one is Starfleet has no regulations about this, seriously? That's but,
1: surprising to me, especially after fucking Kirk. They do so much crap based around what that guy got up to.
0: But I will say that they address this directly in the episode. That's half of what the episode is about. Yeah,
1: they, there, there should, should be. Yeah,
0: They talk about how there used to be rules about fraternization, and they took them away, and you basically see the reason why they should have them.
1: I think so it that goes, doesn't count. I think it goes towards Starfleet's – Starfleet has a very – like, it's a very open policy on sort yeah. of, we trust you to be able to figure all of this shit out.
0: Well, this is the enlightened future, and everyone knows, you know, how to be a good person, yeah. so we trust you to do that.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, on the one hand, it's a good idea. Yeah. On the other hand, it – you know, the, when you it's, don't have rules like that, this is the kind of thing that happens.
0: Right. And so that doesn't really count as a good thing either because that was – half the point was to you know meditate uh-huh. on that, why Picard can't date. I'm sure there were fans saying, well, how come Picard never fell in love? Well, because here's what would happen. Yeah. Because he's at work literally for a year at a time. Mm-hmm. He can't fall in love because the only women he's around are people who, you yeah. know, and, I mean, you know, with.
1: that's one of the problems with, you know, living on a starship.
0: Yeah. I'll, but I mean, the thing is, fraternization means you know dating someone below your your rank.
1: Yeah, but when you're the captain, everyone's below you.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: I mean, I guess he could hook up with one of the like non-Starfleet scientists or something. You'd yeah, but those are all
0: apart from apart from the people like Keiko who are in departments doing things. Mm-hmm. All the rest of the civilians on the ship are family with someone else.
1: Yeah, that's the problem.
0: Do you really want to date some guy's sister? No, that would be awkward, like Chief O'Brien's sister or something. That mm-hmm. would be weird and terrible. I got a lot of good things. Actually, yes. no, I said I had two bad things. Let me let me talk about yes, the other one. What's your real other quick.
1: bad thing? Let's do that first.
0: Which is the Beverly thing? Which is nah. they pulled that from out of nowhere. Yeah. Now she's in love with him. Why not? Sure. Sure. All right. I got a lot of good things, and what I initially wrote here is if Matt has any of these, I'll back off of them because I took like five of them. Yep. Sure. Um, <laughs> The actual continuity of following up on the, one of the most important things to ever happen to Picard. Yep. Which, like I say, the inner light should be a huge deal, and it was. They, they fi- it like they that. They
1: finally make it a big deal, and Picard yeah. treats it like a big deal.
0: Yeah. Uh, this is sort of your good thing, the total believability of the relationship, and this is the first time we've seen Picard actually in love.
1: Yeah. We've seen him with women before.
0: Well, Vash uh, was sort of a, you know, a, a fling.
1: Yeah, Vosh was a fling that then came back looking for him.
0: But I mean that was, you know, that was they were clearly having fun. Yes. He had adventures with her. They they slept together. They did the, they had they, fun.
1: They never had a relationship though.
0: Not exactly. No. Um and then uh what's her name? Uh Fancy uh, Jensen whoever, yeah, whoever I forget she her played. Actual name. Yeah. Um that is her actual name. You forget the No,
1: I forget name. her actual Star Trek name.
0: <laughs> these are these are people who pretend to be actors but are actually Star Trek people. Yeah, come on. I Sorry, I missed that. Um, but that didn't count exactly because she had the magic pheromones. Yeah. Um, like, of course
1: he fell in love with her.
0: Right. She was meant to imprint on someone. I know it yeah. wasn't pheromones, but it was something like that. Yeah. So this is really the first time we've seen him properly fall in love, and it is adorable.
1: Yeah, it really is. There's shots of him in this episode that are just the cutest
0: things ever. Yeah, I think I'm going to use one of them as cover art because he's just getting these little smiles and he starts getting into what they're into. Yay! (laughs) There's that bit on the bridge (laughs) where he's like, hey, number one, are we going to – I don't remember what it was. Okay, well, we got to be there. (laughs) Like, wow. It doesn't
1: matter what – if you're good at it as long as you enjoy it. Right, and then Riker's just like, what the fuck? Yeah,
0: what did I just see? I've worked with this man for six years and I've never seen that. Somebody got
1: laid last night.
0: Yep, it is utterly adorable. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, the total believability of the relationship. Okay, here's the best thing of all. An episode that has almost no deadly danger, which we go on and on about it, about how it's always shoehorned in there Yeah, and it, it ruins good stories. There's none of it until the end. Where it applies to this, where it's like the final act, the last yeah. seven minutes, where his woman's put into danger and he realizes there's nothing he can do about it.
1: Yeah, and Picard is so good in those scenes.
0: There's a, there's a bit where they cut back to the bridge, and you don't usually see this. You usually no. cut to the people talking. But he's listening to the transmissions. He's listening to Riker, and then he's listening to Nella back and forth, and he's like, I can't do anything. They're... They're doomed down there and I can't do anything. And there's a point where he thinks she's dead. And it's so great. But that's all the danger. There's no alien B plot. There's no Romulans are threatening to do this. It's all just about – it's all in his head. Mm -hmm. This whole episode is in his head. And as we get to the end of the series, I realize almost every good episode is a Picard episode. Yeah, Most of these characters are interesting and you can do a decent story occasionally. But – I think the ones that are going going to go on both our lists are the Picard episodes. Watching his evolution, his whole arc, it's the only thing the show's gotten completely 100% right. Yeah. I mean, it's – it's
1: Just watching uh, the character from, you know, yeah. episode from the pilot to here.
0: I mean, think about this. If someone described this episode to you before you'd seen Next Gen, okay, you're into Kirk and Spock. Just wait. And the show's going to go seven years. And in the sixth year, there's going to be one with no sci-fi whatsoever where the captain just falls in love and plays music. Yep. You'd be like, what? That's terrible. I'm not
1: watching that. That sounds atrocious. Nope. And
0: really, there's no aliens. There's no beep-beep machines. There's no anything. Nope. Nope. Just, uh, just a the planet a catches
1: on fire. I guess that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, but that's so incidental. Mm-hmm. That's just the, the standard, you know, MacGuffin to get her into danger. But it's, it's just so – they never tell these kind of stories. Yeah. And I'm so glad they did. But it's all the great episodes are inside his head in some way or another. hmm The Borg thing and the inner light and this and Tapestry. It's all it's all about him. It's the Picard show, I'm starting to realize. Yeah. The other guys are just kind of there. But Yeah, like I, say, I mean we
1: could like we'll do episodes about, you know, other people, but it oh, and the good. day it's his like it's you know, it's what Picard's up to this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, when we ended the original series, we did the requisite top ten lists, mm. and I'm sure we'll do that again. Of course. And it, it'll be a little more difficult because there's like 178 episodes, and it will yeah. be harder to pick because there's a bigger pool. But I'm willing to bet most of mine are going to be Picard episodes, and I bet yours are too.
1: I am betting that will be true.
0: At least five of them are going to be Picard-centric episodes because he's – it's about him, and that's mm-hmm. the only thing they've ever gotten completely right. Yeah. Um and you said this. They really could have fucked this up with the wrong guest star. Yeah. Um. She's pushy like Vosh, but she's classy too. Like it's – if you really thought about what the captain's ideal woman would be, apart from being a junior officer, this would be it. Yeah. She's not 20 years old. No. She, she plays music. She's into that classical stuff. She's into stuff all that, that into. sort of
1: like high-class high, high class crap that he likes.
0: Right. But not the same crap. It's not like she's into archaeology because no. that eventually would get a little weird. Yeah. She's got something to teach she's him. She's got I her mean, o-
1: she's got her own deal going on.
0: She's got the giant keyboard from Big that's been shrunk down <laughs> so it's a normal size keyboard.
1: I really like that thing. That was sort of a weird, like, like uh, plausible future thing.
0: It looks like the um, what did they call that? The mat for the Nintendo.
1: Oh, for the NES. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean.
0: But it looked like it was made of that same stuff rolled up. Yeah. And then she rolled it out and it was a piano. It's like, okay, this is going to sound like a cheesy Casio. And the whole trick to it is that it sounds like a grand piano. Yeah. Which is cool. They have this grand. great scene. Grand. In grand piano. <laughs> he hasn't said that catchphrase in a long time.
1: I know. We got to bring that shit back.
0: Yeah, we do. Well, Nails, that's grand.
1: Grand.
0: Um, There's, there's a great scene where they're up in... One of the Jeffrey tubes junctions, and she says, "I crawled all around the ship, and this is the place with the best acoustics," uh-huh. which I just think is cool. And then they're playing music, and you get this great cutaway to Geordie just sort of cocking his head. What? <laughs> what is? Where is that? The and then hell? Dato, and then it stops. And Data walks over, and is like, "What's what, what's going on over here, buddy?" Or "What is going on over here, buddy?" Hey, but hey, buddy, I'm I'm hearing music. Well, I don't hear any music. Like it's yeah. just a nice. If it were a cartoon, he'd be well. And he didn't have a visor. He'd be rubbing his eyes and then seeing a pink elephant.
1: <laughs> Jordy, I think you might be going crazy.
0: And then whatever bottle he's, he's drinking, he would pour out.
1: Yep. His Romulan ale.
0: Right. Romulan ale. <laughs> Beyond that, though, I mean, it's too, you know, it, it was sweet and there's almost nothing to, to make fun of. No, it's just, it, it's entirely a character piece. Yeah. And it really surprises me that you could mm-hmm. do a follow-up to... to uh, the inner light and have it be almost as good yeah like it's not quite as good to me because the implications like leaving this episode you're never going to mention that he's he was in love and had his heart broken yeah it's but the inner light thing even though they don't mention it you know that sticks with him forever mm-hmm. you can't move on from that shit no that's uh, gonna stick around yeah even if they never mention it again no
1: uh, See anything else Uh, I'm just looking over my notes here.
0: Yeah. Mine are mostly just – a lot of my notes start with I love. I love this. I love that. I love how this happens. And, you know, I like when that happens. I like – you know, I was worried that this show was starting to to tail off and that the next little while was going to be miserable. And season seven will do that. I know for sure. Mm -hmm. I was wrong about season six. Season seven has – just looking at the titles, I know. A lot of bad crap. But for now, I'm still really enjoying the show, and I like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But it's hard to do a comedy show when uh, when an episode can make you cry. And yes, I will admit, I teared up a little bit.
2: Just a little? Just.
0: All right now. At least we're not in front of an audience again. No. This time.
2: And some, we're hmm? men.
0: Yes. Let's go fix our bikes. And sport. And go ride bikes. Anything else?
1: Um, oh, one thing we didn't mention is that, like, actually when they're down on the planet mm-hmm. waiting f- to get burned alive, mm-hmm. like, Picard actually, like, has to leave them down there to die.
0: Yep. And, well, and that's the tough choice he has to make. Yeah. And And they're both so professional that she doesn't blink. She's like, no. I got to save these people. I'm not going to, you know, rush back up to the ship. And he doesn't, you know. He, I mean, initially you, you've got he got a says,
1: job to do down there. <laughs> yeah,
0: initially he says we could send someone else. Yeah, but eventually, you know, mm-hmm. he says no. But I mean, you're it, right.
1: it, it's Starfleet; people risk their lives every day.
0: Yeah, I'm willing to take that risk. Yeah, that's what they say always. Yeah, yeah,
1: but just the idea that he's just that he has to decide to just well, you know, it's her and a her and some other crew versus like yeah millions of people.
0: So. I miss – I well, I can't miss it because it hasn't happened yet. But they go down to Stellar Cartography in generations. Do you remember that? Yeah. That yes, huge room where you can pull up like a system and it flies up to you. And yeah. That's what Stellar Cartography should look like. I love that. Not mm-hmm. that little like transparent terrarium with Christmas lights inside it. Yeah. That was not great. Well, you know. Yeah, what are you going to do? Yeah. They, they got a $5 budget. Yep. They had they had to buy a two hundred dollar flute from that guy at the con. <laughs> they lost the original one.
1: <laughs> Patrick Stewart stole it.
2: <laughs>
0: yoink!
1: This one's all mine.
0: I'd love to just hear him say yoink. Yes. Someday right.
1: we'll find him at a con.
0: Well, he was there last year, and we were uh, we were we programmed were against busy. him. So. Yeah, yeah, we were too busy talking at the same time he was. Yep. Which is you know rough. All right. Anything else?
1: Uh, no, I think we can move
0: on to The Chase. The Chase, which which I also quite liked. So, JLP welcomes the only living man in the quadrant whom he is actually terrified of disappointing, his old archaeology professor, Richard Galen. Galen presents him with some kind of Tarkalian Russian nesting doll. Hey, lots of planets have a Russia. Just ask Chekhov. Then asks him to join him on one final grave-robbing heist. (sighs) Now, apparently he's working in a field that I swear he calls Michael Paleontology. I can only assume this is the nicest field in archaeology. Picard gives Galen his offer some serious consideration, but then decides, shocking no one, not to throw away a 30-year career that has brought him literally to the best place a man in his position could be. Especially if it means potentially having to run around with the director's wife for an extended period of time. (laughs) Galen storms off in a huff, then immediately gets attacked so he can return to the Enterprise and, with his last dying breath, tell Picard to continue his research. He does at least make peace with the captain before the inevitable black that precedes the death of any TV character. So Picard is faced with a choice. Track down the thing Galen was after or go on some boring diplomatic mission. Apparently he listened to our recent supplemental episode because he realizes that the Enterprise-D never goes on any adventures. So he orders the flashing lights and the hoses taken down and a fresh coat of non-red paint to be applied. Screw this fire truck nonsense, he says. We're going on a caper! After some sciencing around, they discover that Galen was chasing down some kind of elaborate DNA puzzle, locked away in a ton of species across the galaxy. So they head off to a mysterious planet to find out what the deal is. Meanwhile, the boring diplomats begin drumming their fingers and sighing heavily. Maybe they also need a vaccine or something. Too bad! The Enterprise finds that planet, which is apparently uninhabited, and had all all its life destroyed. Uh. Then they continue on their course and are intercepted by Cardassians. Cardassians, I hate these guys. Gul-Girl snarls a bit, and then the snarling contest is joined by a Klingon, who are the undisputed snarling champions of the Alpha Quadrant 75 years running. They reluctantly agree to pool their resources, and they eventually run off to yet another planet. Meanwhile, the diplomats are probably fighting off some mullety rebels. Good. (laughs) After the usual betrayals and clever outsmarting of the same, the three crews beam down to their final destination are joined by some Romulans. Romulans? I hate these guys. While everyone argues with one another, Picard and Bever finalize the DNA thing and activate a holo-message. What looks like the offspring of an alien nation alien and the female changeling from DS9 tells them that the reason every race in the galaxy looks the same is because they seeded the galaxy billions of years ago before they died out. This is a fantastic sci-fi concept, exactly the sort of thing I love, but I really dare not contemplate what seeding countless worlds actually entails. (laughs) Everyone except the Starfleet guys are exceptionally annoyed by the message of peace and brotherhood because, of course, they are. However, just before they all go their separate, contentious ways, the Romulan captain calls Picard and gives him the we're-not-so-different, you-and-I speech. I think he's just happy their faces didn't melt off when they looked into the hologram. <laughs> you see their Indiana Jones references.
1: Yes, no, I got it. Thank you.
0: Yeah, in, in case you weren't sure.
1: <laughs> I would like to see uh, Patrick Stewart dressed in an Indiana Jones costume. though That would be awesome.
0: I think we do. I think there's an episode... Next, yeah, it's a two-parter next season. He's not exactly Indiana Jones. But close. But he's got the uh, archaeology adventurer. I'm pretty sure there's a leather jacket involved. Mm-hmm.
1: He, he got almost there in the Die Hard one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he did. But, you know, he doesn't have the hat. No. He's not, he's not ashamed to be bald. He doesn't wear no. a hat. Listen, I,
1: no one is Indiana Jones until he has a hat.
0: That's true. I loved this episode so much. Oh, God, this it was is, so fucking good. Like I say, an adventure. In fact, I'm just going to go right into my good thing. Please, they're dude. going on an adventure. They're deliberately ignoring their stupid, boring, diplomatic functions and going off to explore strange new worlds.
1: Yep. Like, the, just the fact that they're literally blowing them off is awesome.
0: That that feels like a meta comment. Like, ugh, enough. We're supposed yep. to go do cool stuff.
1: Let's and go like, do that.
0: Yes, and they did, and it was Picard saying they should. It wasn't like... Mm-hmm some other guy stealing the ship, although he basically disobeys orders and says, fuck it, we're going, because it's an yep. archaeology adventure, because his fake dad was trying to do it, and he wanted to, you know, live up to his legacy and all that stuff. And I just, I love it. I, this is, like I say, back in our supplemental, we said, these guys never go on any adventures. Well, this time they did. Yep. And if this show was, was, was more like this episode. Great. Yeah. yeah. If this show was more like this episode, I think I'd be a lot more into it. mm mm-hmm.
1: I was actually mentioned a couple of times to me. This episode would have made a great TNG movie.
0: Well, in fact, that's that's my bad thing. For such oh. a huge thing, this should have been bigger. A two-parter or, you know, more budget or something. Because, yeah, it would have made a good movie. Better than any of the other ones. Yep. It's got adventure. It's got more potential for action sequences if you sort of fleshed them out. And it has that whole ponderous science stuff that some nerds think need to be in Star Trek. Which, you know, I don't know. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But it's got some of that. Mm-hmm. And it gives the captain a central role, but it also gives everyone something to do. It would have made yeah. you know, would made a great movie. But instead, they rushed a lot of it, I felt. Like, it was a great story. It was absolutely a great story. But it felt like they really rushed some of it. Mm-hmm. And it felt like there could have been more, I don't know, intrigue and fighting and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. I just, when you've got a concept as big as the creation yeah. of all life in the galaxy. Yeah um you know you really need the time to sort of flush that out and it would have been cool to introduce more trek races
0: yeah exactly although could've we did get like, all the major ones mm-hmm,
1: could have gotten like the vulcans in there
0: well the vulcans and the romulans have the same genetic whatever
1: yeah that's true but
0: i just no, would have I... liked to
1: have seen you know sort of like the vulcan point of view on this i think it would have been and i think it would have been neat
0: no i agree like i said they should have fleshed out more of this cuz it is a great thing and and think of all the movies we got and think if they made this feature length which would yeah, be better it would be this one, one. no uh, question
1: i mean this is a bigger story than insurrection was
0: well that fucking i, sense. I mean let's be honest lessons was a bigger story than insurrection was Ugh. and that was maybe the smallest story they've ever told the fucking insurrection yeah well we'll get there soon enough i know we will i don't wanna in fact if we get to the if we get the panel that we're gunning for in at rose city in oregon in late september we're gonna be doing first contact there, which means oh nice, I believe insurrection is next, yep, which is late September, early October we're almost there I know point?
1: uh,
0: but yeah, those of you in Oregon by the way, we are definitely going to be at that convention, we've already got a table, yep, and fingers crossed we'll have a uh we'll have a panel there as well, yes, anyway, um what about your good thing
1: uh yeah, what is my good thing I don't know. Where did I put it? Oh, uh, I like all three of the representatives of the various races in this episode.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We have Bluto the Klingon, who is awesome. Uh, the Lady Cardassian and her weird blue faceness. I think this is
0: the first time we've seen it. Well, I mean, we haven't seen that many Cardassians. We no. saw Gul Dukat the first time. We saw the guy in Chain of Command who was the Gull, and then we saw the other guy who was torturing Picard. and mm-hmm. That's like it. Yeah. And so this is the first time we've seen a woman captain or Gull, I yes. guess. From, from Cardassia, and it's cool to see that they have one of those egalitarian societies.
1: Yeah. And I like uh, Friendly friendly Romulan guy from the end.
0: He had a really cool voice, but he also, yeah, he was also like, and you could see it during the hologram, too. He wasn't, like, rolling his eyes like the other ones were. It's just like, wow. It's like, hmm. Yeah, maybe we cool. should all try to get it. And not every Romulan would be like that. No. So I like that, too, that not every representative of every race is exactly the same. This guy's kind of Kind of okay. Mm -hmm. Whereas Tomalak would be kind of you know, I have to get this back to the Empire.
1: I thought it would be a big shotgun. I want a shotgun.
0: It was cool that when they were going for it, everyone thought it was a thing that sort of represented their culture.
1: Yeah. So of course the Klingons think it's a weapon. The The Cardassians think 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 it's some kind of power source,
0: right? And it says a lot about their cultures that uh, that they did that. No, just the
1: design on all of them is really cool, too. like like you said, this is the first time we see a female Cardassian. Yeah. She's got a really sort of neat, unique look to her,
0: yeah, she's got the makeup in her spoon,
1: yeah, they like they make up her spoon and some of her uh uh scales, I guess, right, and she's got like these big ass dreadlocks, it's
0: and neat. she's you know good actors all.
1: And like, speaking of voices, she sounds really cool, too.
0: Yeah, she does. No, they found the, exactly the right kind of person to play a Cardassian. It's just a woman this time. Yeah. But she's got the sinister voice. She's got the sinister look. Like, she's got, you know, that whole Gul Dukat and all the other good Cardassians that they cast. Yeah. It's a very specific kind of person, just like Klingons. It's very specific mm-hmm. kind of people you cast that way. Yeah. Which I like. Sometimes they get it wrong. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> like Like the dopey-looking thing.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I think I love that guy.
0: Yeah. Every now and then, you'll pick out a guy who's like, "That's my favorite character." Yep. I think this may be one of those times.
1: There's just this crowd of Romulans who all sort of uh, yeah. There's there, them. that
0: guy's that guy's crew. There's like three other Romulans with him,
1: and there's this dude standing next to him who's just uh, they're going.
0: <laughs> He's like the vulture from Looney Tunes. Yep. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 You expect when he shows up for them just to play doo, 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 doo.
1: <laughs> a whole lot of lumps.
0: That or he's he's the Rom. Yeah, he puts the Rom in Romulan. Ugh, hey brother.
1: Ugh, I enjoyed that too much to be angry.
0: Yeah, you did. That's <laughs> the problem is we're not. We're both in very good spirits this week. There's not much to to argue about. We both completely agree that these are great episodes. Yep. That that movie's coming out next week. <sighs>
1: want to see the movie next week.
0: Matt's had some great stuff in his personal life. Like, we're just – we're not feeling angry and funny this week no. is the problem. It's it's just kind of, yep, Star Trek's pretty great.
1: coming up at yeah, com.
0: Star Trek's pretty great. I'm Oscar.com. Yep. <laughs> All right. What's your bad thing? Let's complain uh, a little at least.
1: Okay. Nobody really the, – the Klingons at one point wipe out this entire planet.
0: To, yeah, I was uh, I was mistaken. I said in my summary that it was uninhabited and I was wrong. It was inhabited.
1: No, it had, like, early hominids on it and, like, uh, you know, animal life and stuff. Mm-hmm. So the Klingons wipe it out so that no one else can get the DNA that's on it. Mm-hmm. And no one really seems to give a shit about that. Like, they kind of just, just quite kinda, happily yeah. invite the Klingons to sort of hang out on the ship. Yeah. No one's really... That's the kind of thing that tends to piss Picard off.
0: Yeah, and again, if the story had been long... Like, I feel like it had to keep moving. yeah. You had to have a reason. You had to have a way to chase the Klingons. You had to have a reason nobody else could get it. Mhm. But you also had to get the Klingon on your ship. Like it's I can see the writing challenge there. Yeah. But you're right. If they'd had more time, they could have they could and they should have. Yes. Gone into what the fuck.
1: Like Picard's almost friendly with that guy and he did kind of commit genocide. A little
0: bit. A little Just bit. Just a
1: little bit of genocide, Just, you know. He's
0: been he's been accused of light genocide. <laughs> <sighs> If you can't tell I've been watching arrested development recently. Yes. Um no you're you're right. Um on the other I mean it does feel like a very klingon thing to do, but on the right. other hand you're right it's it's it should be unacceptable. Overall though, I just I love this. I love because we've all for years. Okay, why do they all look the same really? Yeah. As as sci-fi fans, if you're into any other science fiction that isn't Star Trek, you're like, yeah, aliens shouldn't have two arms, two hands, and a head. Always. Or two arms, two legs, and a head, rather.
1: Mostly, anyway.
0: Mostly. You you should have blob aliens and weird, skittery spider guys and, you know, just all kinds of weird yeah. shit. And it's always humanoids. And it's like, well, that's not very... I mean, I get human actors have to play them.
1: Yeah. Like, certain limitations just, you know, but, in making you know, science fiction. But you're right.
0: On the other hand, Star Wars managed... To pull off less humanoid, I mean, even even just odd-looking like Yoda.
1: Yeah, but again, Star Wars is movies,
0: so I mean, yeah. you've already
1: got the budget there.
0: Yeah, but Jim Henson existed at this point. True, you could have done some kind of weird Muppet alien, or but I mean,
1: you know, at the end of the day, it's cheaper to slap to you know slap some makeup on a person than have yeah, a custom wh- puppet built.
0: But when you're not, if you kept it. True. If True. you used it every week, if they were a member of the crew or something,
1: that's uh, that's how Farscape got away with it. Those fuckers.
0: Yeah, they had they they uh, collaborated with the Henson Company, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that had that show had a good look to it. Like I never actually watched it. I don't know if it's any good, but it had kind of a cool look to it.
2: Farscape.
0: But I mean, even at least on DS9, Odo, his default form was not humanoid. No. And so you get you get it both ways. That way, you get a human actor who's quite a good actor. Renee Uh-huh. We're going to have some uh, fun times ahead trying to say that. Mm. Let's see. Armin Shimmerman, Avery Brooks, and René Abidouard. Abidouard.
1: Well, there's also the guy that plays Bashir. I totally can't pronounce his name.
0: Uh, Alexander Siddig. Really? Well, yeah. Halfway through, he changes his name to Joe America.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, I know. We'll We'll get to that later. Um... Where was I going with the? Oh, but the the whole point is okay. They're all humanoid. That's weird, and it's uh, as a science fiction fan, it's it's tough to swallow. But now we have a reason. Someone long, long time ago wanted everyone to be humanoid, and they seeded. Uh, they seeded. They went around to each ocean and masturbated into it. I can yep. only assume.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I, I I like the overall idea that that explains, it. and it's not in that irritating contrived Voyager or Enterprise. Actually, Enterprise did this way more. Where well, of they, course they did. Where they explain where things come from, things that needed no... That don't need
1: to be explained.
0: Right. And this technically didn't need one, but the fact that they tied it into a cool adventure...
1: And, and it, it just, it works. It's a neat idea, and yes. it works.
0: But it also, this is the reason I think it would have made a good movie, it stacks some cool intellectual sci-fi stuff on top of some cool action stuff. Yes. Like, it's got a little bit of everything. And it's got some personal stakes for Picard because he's got uh, Richard Galen who's basically a father figure to him Mm -hmm. that he doesn't want to disappoint.
1: Like, he flat out says in it, yeah, I mean, I had – it's not like my father died or anything. He was just an asshole.
0: I had a father, but this is the father I actually liked.
1: It's not the father you want. It's the father you deserve.
0: (laughs) No, he had the father he deserved at home.
1: Ugh. No one deserves that father. Don't you go into space, Jean-Luc. You stay here and make wine.
0: Ugh. No, come with me and do space archaeology. Well, that is a better offer. Away! So long, suckers. I'll be back to have a mud fight in about 50 years. Eat a dick. I doubt he would say eat a dick. He would say eat a penis, at least.
1: Eat a penis, my father. My father. <laughs> Bye. I like. I'm going into space now!
0: I like the dude who played Galen. Mm-hmm. He had a nice sort of old crotchety thing going on, and yep. he called he called him Mister Picard. He,
1: Picard definitely has a type of person that he respects.
0: Oh, you mean him and uh, Boothby? Yeah, yeah.
1: He's drawn towards crotchety old men.
0: Well, I you know, twenty thirty years ago they weren't crotchety old men. The problem is his mentors would now be very very old. The
1: crotchety middle aged men. Right.
0: But I like I, uh, he's probably the only person on that ship who could get away with calling him Mr. Picard. That's true. And it, like I said in my summary, we joke about everyone wanting Picard's approval, but he wanted this guy's approval so bad. Yep. It's so weird to see that dynamic reversed. And um,
1: like when he tell when he finally tells him no and the guy uh he call like the guy calls him captain, there's so much disdain there.
0: Yeah. Like, and that all happens so quickly. Like, I talk about being rushed, but in some ways there's some really good economy of storytelling yeah. there. Because in five minutes, Galen goes from excited to disappointed to dead and uh, mending fences. Yes. And, and that, then they, they get do, on with the they story. They do that
1: really well in this, actually.
0: Yeah, they do. Like, some of the other stuff is rushed, but that, that relationship is completely summed up mm-hmm. and goes through some rough times and then is resolved all within, like, the first act. Yeah. Which is quite good. Like they we're have, talking
1: 10 minutes here.
0: They have – I called it a Russian nesting doll, but it's a bit like um, – it's like a cookie jar. Yes. And you open it up and there's tiny little – like, shaped like a head. You open yeah. up, there's tiny little guys inside and each one represents a different voice. Yeah. And you pointed out a really cool insight into that that I didn't catch.
1: No. It, what it also is, is it's all these different races coming from one – bigger yeah. race so i mean they're even setting it up right at the beginning
0: i did not catch that at it's all. it's really a very cool. cool catch yeah it is and you would also said that that should have been a merchandising thing and they completely missed the boat on that
1: yeah i totally would have bought a uh, a cookie jar shaped like that
0: a cookie jar with tiny cookie jars inside
1: yes who wouldn't want that a little <laughs> cookie jar for each separate type of cookie
0: now does that does each jar then have more inside
1: well i mean eventually you have to get to actual cookies
0: I don't know, eventually you get, to, point? you get down to subatomic particles.
1: Each with a full-size cookie in them.
0: <laughs> yes, somehow. Mm. Some, some kind Someone of quantum folded up. this Oreo. <laughs> it's quantum entangled Yeah, I don't even know what that means.
1: Quantum entrap. Fucking stellar cartography.
0: Damn it, it's them again. Uh, I should point out that in both of these episodes, Troy only gets maybe ten lines each. Yeah, but she is a good counselor in both of them.
1: Oh yeah, no, she's great in uh, in in lessons. Is like... In lessons,
0: yeah, she, he he wants to say, you know, what's going on? Is this okay? And she says, "Are you asking my permission?" It's cute, <laughs> but also she's it? like, "No, you're you're cool. Everything's cool. It's all right. Just be careful." Yeah, and then in this one, she's sort of voicing the concerns of the of the crew, where they're like, "Dude, you, you we should be back handling these boring diplomats. What are you doing?"
1: I'm certainly she, not handling any boring diplomats, I'll tell you that right damn yeah. now.
0: <laughs> I was just reading Kirk's memoirs. Did you see all the cool shit he did? Come on, that let's do this once. guy just
1: left to go do stuff. Yep. Why can't I leave?
0: Just just once. Just go out on the frontier. Screw this crap. Mm. This is, I know you didn't love this book, but I did, The Buried Age. Uh, it's a novel by uh, Christopher Bennett. Yeah. And uh, it, it had a lot more of this. It had a lot more space archaeology. And I like Picard having space archaeology adventures. Mm-hmm. I, I quite enjoyed that. Oh, uh, I had a note here about the guy who played Galen going back for a sec. He was he was in uh, – he was one of Orson Welles' uh, Mercury players. Oh, no kidding. Because I thought he felt like a sort of distinguished actor. And all those sure. guys were, were pretty big. And he's he was up there with uh, Orson Welles and John Hausman and those guys. So that's cool. Okay. Uh Deep Space 5 made an appearance. No, Deep Space, Deep Space 4. Deep 4. Fuck yeah. them. My note was it's 5 worse than 9. Yeah, it is. Uh, I don't know. That's all I got. Again, great episodes. Yeah. Hard to make... Uh, not a whole lot chills.
1: going on on this. Well, I mean, there's a ton happening there's in this one. Building. There's just not much yeah. to address.
0: No, like you said, both incredibly good episodes in entirely different ways. Yep. One's a big sort of action, let's keep moving thing, and one is not moving at all and sitting in a Jeffrey's tube and playing a flute. Mm. But they're both like Picard fulfills some part of him that that was unfulfilled before. Yeah. Which is very, very cool. And this show, you know, like I said, I was wrong about season six. The show totally still has it, as you can tell this week. You got yeah. uh you got any further points about the chase?
1: Uh no, I'm just looking over my notes now. I think we've hit everything. I didn't actually take a lot of notes on this one just because I was
0: That's always a good sign. Yeah. It's always either that or, oh my God, this is great. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, not the ones, you know, where it's like, oh my God, end, just end. How am I still
1: only ten minutes into this?
0: <laughs> I was just about to say the best uh, the best notes, and we usually look through each other's notes before we start because yeah, so, and and knowing that now, I think sometimes we consciously put stuff in there for the other guy. Yep. But anytime we have to cl- check the clock and say there's 27 minutes left, oh come
1: on,
0: that's a good sign. And it's very rare. It's occasionally, but it's very rare where I find something really interesting and you say it won't end, or vice versa. Yeah. At best, it'll be something I really like and you're indifferent to. Like, I don't think there's been any that one of us loved and one of us hated.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Which is, you know, weird. Mm. But I guess that's why we have guests.
1: Oh, no, you know what? There was the um, the one where Wesley leaves.
0: Oh, right. No, I didn't love that. I just thought it was pretty yeah. good.
1: I fucking hated it.
0: No, I w- I mean, above average, I would say a six or a seven, and you thought mm. it was, what, like a three or a four, I guess. Yeah. But Two uh, or a three. Oh, well, fair enough. Uh, but that's all I got yeah me too very well a bit of a short episode that's um, eh, fine we're coming up on 50 minutes yeah uh, next week as we have been mentioning Star Trek Into Darkness weird it's here guys so it's here it's here it's saying. here yeah if you live in the UK or Australia fuck you because you've already seen it
1: <laughs> I, I put a thing on Twitter last week that was like how ironic fucking drunken time travel gets to watch Star Trek Into oh, Darkness before we do
0: I hadn't even thought of that that is true uh, for those of you who don't know, and we mention this all the time, but that's because we love these guys and we love their show. Drunken Time Travel are our, our two very good friends, Gav and Gav, uh mm. who make a show similar to this uh about Doctor Who, except they also get drunk. So you should check that out. Drunken Time Travel at blogspot or dot blogspot dot com. Yes. Good show. But yes, you're right, they get to see it first. That is unfucking acceptable. And I assume there's some kind of Farscape podcast in Australia. Yeah. That also gets to see it first. Fucking Farscape. Not cool. But uh, we we only have another week. Yep. And Matt's going to come down here and we're going to see it at least twice. Yep. We keep saying twice and I'm thinking, eh, that that might be our right. But what I really want to do is that trick I used to do as a kid where you just kind of hide in the theater and then see it again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't want to pay for it more than twice.
1: No, of course not. Let's not go nuts here.
0: It's not like the movie's not going to make $100 billion anyway.
1: Yeah, you guys are fine.
0: Yeah. I have heard one or two. I won't call them spoilers because they were given to me voluntarily. Mm-hmm. I asked for them. Things that I find very interesting that we will discuss next week. Yes. I things will be very... That, things that surprised me.
1: Yeah. There are things we're moving into that uh, I will be very excited to discuss once we finally
0: Yeah, and they were and ni- it. it was nice because I didn't want specific plot spoilers. I just said, is this very broad thing this way or this way? And they told mm-hmm. me. And it's like, huh, I wonder how they're going to do that. Yeah. So we that's should all.
1: um When I come in on Friday, we should uh, watch Star Trek.
0: Yes. Well, again, I mean, I could just reenact it for you right now. <laughs> I have seen it so many times. I could do that annoying thing where I just say the dialogue with them. I won't.
1: Tiberius? I no, that's terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's another flute solo scene for me. Uh all and right. it's this this is really emotionally wrenching scene where mm-hmm. two people are not on the screen at the same time which is always super hard to pull off. Yep. But anyway, I don't know, we're we're, you know, we're coming up short. We could talk about this for a minute. Yeah, all right. I'm I'm so excited like we have said before. That movie, that first movie is what made this possible.
1: That's why that's why you're listening to this show is that movie.
0: <sighs> Matt and I were both sort of like, "Oh, we love Star Trek, but it's over now." It's yeah. one of those things.
1: That was just, it was just one of those things that's like, well, that had a great run, but, you know, we're done now.
0: The thing is, the thing about living now is things, that never happens. No. It's not like, well, that's over. It'll be back. Yeah, everything things, comes back now. Yeah, stuff that gets canceled, worse. stuff that gets, you know, whatever. Oh,
1: everything comes back except Firefly.
0: <laughs> Look, they got a movie. That counts. Yeah. that That came back and it didn't do well enough to come back a second time, but it did come back.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like that, that was a that's couple of years. I always years get mad
1: when people complain about wanting Firefly to come back. You guys, do you know how many canceled series get a TV show to finish it off? Yeah. None. Yeah. It's you and Twin Peaks.
0: Yep. And Twin Peaks fumbled it too, but that's yeah, a whole
1: that other Twin Peaks' movie did not help.
0: In fairness, it is Twin Peaks.
1: Well, yes. I mean, I didn't expect it. To, uh, I didn't expect George, or uh, George Lynch, David Lynch to come out and, okay, so this is what was supposed to happen.
0: Right. But, yeah, that movie came out, and we're all, you know, we were all back into it. Here's the thing that's really been bugging me is you you now get these people. I, I talked about the the fake Gorn captain on on Twitter. Uh-huh. But I've heard a lot of these because, you know, we, we our friends are nerds. That's who we talk mm. to because we're nerds. Um, And you hear all these people saying, well, I don't like that movie because, you know, the action. It's too much action. They just put too much action in. Oh, really? What's your favorite Star Trek movie? Oh, Wrath of Khan. Mm-hmm. Really? So where's the ponderous science fiction in that? Where's genes? Yeah. You know, it's not there. No. It's I Tre- mean the first Star Trek one, Two
1: is flat out an action movie.
0: Yeah, and everyone loved it. It's everyone's yep. favorite, and I, they, maybe they say that because they're supposed to say that. Mm-hmm. But it really, if you look at at Abrams Star Trek and you look at Star Trek two, there are so many similarities. There's so much of the same vibe. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's obvious that that's their favorite one, too. Yeah. And they were trying like, to channel that.
1: Like, here's the thing. They tried the, – the first Trek movie was a much more sort of cerebral that thing. That is the
0: movie that people say that they want, but nobody wants that. And
1: no one likes it.
0: No. I like well, it Well, I mean, okay. we like
1: it fine, but, you know.
0: Yeah, but I don't – you know, it was apart from Five the weakest movie by far.
1: Yeah, easily.
0: Five was just bad, whereas one was kind of boring.
1: Yeah, I tried watching five the other day with the riff tracks on. That thing is unwatchable. Yeah, it is.
0: I'm so glad. Like, unless I'm doing my
1: job to watch it, like I can't finish that piece of shit.
0: Well, there's a reason the cover art for that was me with a bucket over my head. Mm -hmm. I and I still have a bucket moment for this series. We're we're you know six sevenths of the way through it. Yep. And I haven't yet, but I guarantee something from season one. Well, nine, we still prob-
1: we haven't gotten to masks yet, so oh, or Genesis. You,
0: have you seen masks or do you just know it as a punchline now?
1: I saw masks a long, long time ago. I saw uh, masks when it aired originally. Ah yeah. And I haven't seen it since.
0: Well yeah, me too, but I was, you know, twenty two and you were, yeah. you know, nine. Twelve. Yeah. So there's that. Mm. Um but, yeah, that's the whole thing is people are always saying, oh, I don't like, you know, too much action and whatever. Shut up. Yeah. If shut up, ladies. Unless you were the big fan of, of the motion picture and none of the other ones. hmm Then just, just shut your damn mouth. Yeah. It's a movie. Also. It's a
1: movie released now, so there are certain things that are going to have to happen.
0: It's got a bigger budget is the thing so they can yeah. do more stuff. I mean, the thing that amazed me, and I think we might have talked about this when we covered those movies, they didn't have any money for those movies. No. If you look at how much big blockbusters got back then, they got half or less yeah. of a budget. Like uh, Star Trek Six was made on like $10 million or some crazy shit like that. Mm-hmm. I don't have the number in front of me. But they had almost no money. So you couldn't have fleets of ships. You couldn't have big fields of, of wrecked ships when something bad happened, like all the cool stuff in Star Trek, because they didn't have the money. Yeah. Half of that was paying Shatner and Nimoy, I bet. Oh, Yeah. And putting aside Shatner's ego, he was the star. I mean, that's just mm-hmm. how it goes. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah, we get a big budget movie. This is the first. That was the first time we got start like a, a Star Trek movie with a proper Hollywood budget. Mm-hmm. And that's why it looks so good. And you know, I don't know. I just don't get. I I understand people not liking it. I don't understand that criticism.
1: No, it's a, it's a dumb criticism. It is.
0: And the other thing is. <clears throat> You know, I, anyone who came to this uh, show from me doing my Transformers reviews, you know. I <laughs> was into a very specific franchise at a very specific time. It's not like that anymore. Now it's it's Michael Bay, and I don't like it, but I, it's not like they both can't coexist.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's that old thing. You're, the stuff you like doesn't go away.
0: Yeah, well, comics fans sometimes think that, and I think other <sighs> kinds of nerds do, too. This... this this new Abrams thing does not supersede the rest. You still have. And I think that's why they did what they did with the reboot. Mm-hmm. They acknowledged all that other stuff exists, but now we're doing some in-story thing to start over again. Yeah. That's very clever. hmm So, anyway, we will be back next week for that. Um, we are both super excited. Yeah, we are. the Sunday of that weekend, you will hear us talk on and on about it. Yeah. So look forward to that. Uh, com is our email address. Uh, next week, since we are doing a supplemental, we will also answer your email. At the moment, I think we have one, and I don't want to... I want to make sure we remember to answer it. Yeah. But if you guys want to send us questions... If you think of
1: anything sweet. else, you know, send it yeah. on over. If Please you have do. any questions about the movie,
0: oh, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah, obviously spoilers next week, too. Yeah. Let's just make that abundantly clear. Yeah. Um... What else? Oh, uh, uh, com. You can you can download all the episodes. You can read some. Get,
1: uh, get the app.
0: Yes. The app is, on, is for iOS. It is free right now. We have made a decision in terms of the episode guide. <laughs> Matt doesn't know we made this decision.
1: Oh, good. This will be interesting for me too then.
0: We're going to end up doing all of Next Gen as one volume. Oh, okay. Because I have dragged my feet so long getting volume one together, which is totally my fault. You and I wrote that six months ago and I just yeah, never did, did <laughs> anything with it. But since we're almost to the end of Next general we're just going to put it all in one trade paperback, one awesome. single thing. And I assume Bob will then put all 178 reviews into the app. Right. So that'll happen October, November-ish, like toward the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for that. Again, those are uh, unique content. We wrote all new stuff. It's not just jokes you heard on the show. So there's that. And that is pretty much it. So, all right. Matt, tell the folks what they can do. See you, folks. What you can do, I guess. The Post Atomic Horror Podcast is a co production of Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2013. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.